My entitled grandma steals the keys to my apartment just so she can have full access to my apartment whenever she wants. And I've never been more astonished in my life when I found out this information. Here's what happened. So to give some background, my grandmother is a hardcore Catholic former nun and was extremely strict with my dad and with me. My dad got his 17-year-old girlfriend drunk and pregnant, which is obviously a huge no-no in the Catholic Church. My grandma basically pressured my mom to convert to Catholicism Catholicism and marry my dad and later they had two more kids but because I was born out of wedlock I was considered the black sheep of the family and not just by my grandma my dad's entire side of the family will never be happy with me and they hate me and my mom for reference I'm 24 years old and my sisters are 22 and 20 years old the youngest just moved out with her partner but neither have jobs and the middle one and her fiance are extremely financially irresponsible and live with my parents and just just expect to have everything handed over to them. I'm out of the house with a professional job, married and have a child and have been doing really good for myself and I'm the disappointment. My grandma was extremely strict and abusive specifically to me. She's yelled at me multiple times, calling me the child of the devil and a demon. She has thrown stuff at my face for no reason and I wasn't allowed to have any privacy in her house. I always had to have my bedroom door completely open. She would sit at the foot of my bed until I would fall asleep sleep. I had to spend every weekend and break from school with her until I started working at 15. And she would scream at me if I locked the bathroom door. You get the idea. She would also threaten to call the cops if we didn't comply with her. And there were multiple instances where she would call the cops if we didn't answer our cell phones. And mind you, she called it like 7 in the morning and 10 o'clock at night on separate occasions. And I have woken up to cops knocking at my door. And yes, this has happened while I'm at home and out of town where I didn't even tell her where I was staying. She's literally just that crazy. With that context out of the way, here's what happened with my crazy grandma. Anyways, when I was 20 years old, I decided to move out with a couple of friends. My grandma demanded that I give her a key to the duplex. I refused for multiple reasons. In the first place, I don't need my grandma being able to come over whenever she wants, especially since one of my roommates was my boyfriend. In the second place, we threw a lot of get-togethers, and I don't need her lecturing my friends that Dungeons & dragons and anime and all of that are tools of the devil and that we all need to go to church with her. And for third, we had all agreed to not give out our copies of the keys to literally any family members and I'm not about to have my friend's privacy invaded, all because my grandma just can't handle not having control of every little part of my life. I mean she still called multiple times every day and found excuses to try and come over as much as possible. And every time for the first couple of months she kept demanding I give her a key to our place, but I kept refusing. Well, at one point, my youngest sister was spending the night and my grandma dropped her off. We were gonna go do some shopping, but I couldn't find my keys. I'm looking everywhere and I can't find them anywhere. So my grandma offered to pick up what I needed to make dinner. I reluctantly agreed and went back to looking for my keys. They somehow were right on the bar. I didn't think much of it at the time because I do stuff like this all the time, but my sister told me that there's more to this story than just finding my keys. Apparently, the next day when my grandma picked her up, she bragged to her about how she stole my keys when I wasn't looking and made herself a copy of the key so she can go inside whenever she wanted. Now, she's never barged in while I'm home, so I'm guessing she was coming in when no one was home and going through everything. And of course, for my grandma, it's all justified because she's just making sure that we're making good Catholic choices. It also wouldn't be the first time she's gone through my stuff when I'm not home 
because she would do the same thing at my parents' house and then berate me if she found things that she didn't like. Apparently, she has been trying to steal my keys for this house too, but she hasn't been able to figure out where I keep my keys. But I keep our keys in my bedroom in the far back of the house, and I will not have my keys around her for this exact reason. Wow, this is literally illegal. I don't know if you know this or not, but that is not okay. She is literally going through your property and going through all of your stuff, all because you moved out and she wants some kind of control. Like, she literally can't just have copies of her keys to your house and think that that's okay. That's really messed up, and hopefully when this happened, you guys changed the locks or something like that. I personally can't imagine having someone in my life who would act like that and still pretend like we're family, because this is a one-way ticket to getting kicked out of my life permanently. So hopefully your grandma's chilled out by now, because from the sounds of it, it really seems like she's crossing over several boundaries, and that, in my opinion, is absolutely not okay. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. My fiancé will not clean up after himself, despite the fact that I've tried to get him to clean up so many times. And at this point, I'm at my wit's end and I seriously don't know what to do. Here's what happened. I first off want to say that I feel like this is such a common tale, but you know what? I'm going to tell it anyways. Me and my now fiancé have been dating for two and a half years. I'm a 23-year-old female and he is 24 years old. We are both full-time students, but his family is a little more fortunate than mine and support him financially, while my parents cannot offer me that. So I work, but he does not have to since his parents pay for his bills. At the beginning of the month, we got an apartment together right before going on a short study abroad outside the country. During our trip, he proposed, which was really exciting for the both of us. Now that we've both returned, a lot of issues are popping up, and I'm not too pleased with him, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to discuss said issues with him. First off, let me start by saying that my boyfriend is diagnosed autistic, while I am neurotypical. Even when visiting his family home for the first time, I notice that he has a very specific way he keeps things, and to me, it is not clean or organized, but to him, it makes sense. For example, to me, a clean set of towels should not be sitting in the middle of the floor. For him, if they are sitting directly in the middle of the floor, he won't forget to grab one for his showers, as his family usually keeps their towels in a closet, which allows him to forget to grab a towel sometimes. When he lived in the dorms, he often stayed with me, and we could usually work these quirks out between us by arranging things in a manner that was neat, as well as organized and made sense for him. Now that we lived together, it was not going so well. The first issue was that prior to moving in, we discussed his mannerisms and agreed that he would not bring too much stuff. He is a very sweet, sentimental guy and keeps everything. And by everything, I mean he keeps receipts from significant dates in our relationship, pieces of broken items, any type of mail he receives, childhood toys, etc. We have a two-bedroom apartment and agreed that one room would be our bedroom and one would be an office and a guest room so we can have some place to study. Well, long story short, it is full of random items he brought from home. His parents are also kind of over his odd sentiments and sent him here with everything he has ever brought home, basically. He loves odd things and has been getting furniture and placing it in his parents' basement to the point that they had to get a storage unit just for his stuff. And when we moved here, they just sent it with him because they are tired of paying for it. This means we have all kinds of lamps, nightshades, real wooden furniture, boxes of mismatching dishes, all in our two-bedroom apartment. Our office is basically a storage room with a tiny trail leading to his computer. Most of the stuff is junk or just needs a new home. His family has never told him no on bringing these 
these things home. And I feel like they have even enabled him to the point that he thinks it's just a normal thing to have those items, even though he doesn't need them, but he likes them. He won't allow me to help him go through this stuff and get rid of it because he hates to waste stuff. Aside from this, like I said, I work and he doesn't. This isn't a financial issue, but as far as housework goes, if I don't give him a specific list of things to clean or how to clean up after himself, he will not do anything for the most part. So I'll get home from a long shift and items will be misplaced throughout the house and I can literally walk around the house and observe various areas to see what he's been doing all day because any mess associated will still be there unless I tell him to remember to clean up after said action. For some examples, his bed will be unmade, milk glasses will be on the coffee table, coffee grounds and stains will be left on various surfaces, clothes will be on the floor right next to the laundry basket, and the list goes on and on. I get home and can clean up his messes in less than the five minutes it takes me to get in the door, but I'm perfectly aware that he is able to handle these things on his own and shouldn't need me telling him what to do for it to get done. In the past, I've had to point out these behaviors to him because he doesn't see why it's a problem. Thankfully, he usually corrected these behaviors, but I feel like it was only because he had the threat of housing coming and being upset about this mess. Now that it's just us, it doesn't bother him and no one is going to hold him accountable for his messes, so he just thinks that it's fine. Except it is actually messing with my mental health to have to continuously clean up after him and play project manager if I want him to do it. How do I have a productive conversation with him so that he understands that we have to keep our home clean even if it's only for ourselves? Like I said, his parents never really advised against this behavior and they simply gave him more space to cram more stuff in their house. Also, any advice on the item hoarding would be absolutely fantastic. What should I do? This is honestly unacceptable behavior. This guy is 24 years old. Seriously, it's time to clean up after yourself and be the man that he needs to be in this relationship. Because what he's doing right now is very disrespectful to your space. He clearly doesn't care that you're in the house. He doesn't care that you're exhausted after coming home from work. And he doesn't care to even, I don't know, get a job and provide for himself. And sure, he receives money from his family, but the way his family is acting is really inappropriate. It's not okay that they're enabling this behavior and it's now spilling over into your life. Like seriously, that needs to stop in my opinion. Also, just look at the way your future husband is acting. He stays at home, his parents provide for him, and he doesn't even have the decency of cleaning up after himself, even after you've asked him so many times to do just that. This is literally what you're probably going to have to deal with for the rest of your marriage. I hate to be that guy, but this is absolutely how it's going to be. And I'm not sure if you telling him, hey, you need to get this together and clean up after yourself, or having some kind of intervention again is going to address the far more complex issue he probably is dealing with. It sounds like this is some kind of compulsion, and I don't know about you, but I would not know the first thing about what to do to try and fix that. Like, I'm really convinced that this behavior will not change when you get married. So honestly, the choice is up to you. It really sounds like this person needs to get a grip and try and pull their life together. And I think you need to consider what your future marriage is literally gonna look like. Even when you two eventually get a new house together or some kind of living arrangement where you guys have a lot more room to move around and do whatever you want, I'm really convinced that this is still going to be a problem. It's just going to give him more room to fill up your house with useless junk. So hopefully something changes about this situation because from the way you've described it and the way he's been enabled his entire life, I really don't see anything changing anytime soon. 
With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. This next story came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you would like to submit your own stories. Am I the jerk for kicking my high school friend out of my house after she takes advantage of me and my husband as well as our hospitality for several months? Here's what happened. So I've had friends and family stay with me until they were able to get their life together and once they have, they would then move out. So when a high school friend by the name of Sharon, that's not her real name, texted me for a place to stay, I said yes with no no hesitation. And honestly, this is the biggest mistake of my life because I missed all the red flags throughout the years of knowing her. For a bit of backstory, when we were in high school, she would stay at my house when her parents kicked her out, which was just about every other week. I never asked questions about why. I just allowed her to come over. I sometimes would be at her house and her mom would just come into her room and tell her to get out of her house. Sharon was in a grade behind me, so when I graduated high school, my mother moved in with her boyfriend at the time, and I moved in with mine. Sharon and I hung out, but since I was living in my boyfriend's mom's house, I couldn't allow her to stay with me anymore. I got pregnant a few months after I graduated and moved in my mom's boyfriend's house, which was further from where Sharon lived, so we would just talk on the phone. Things didn't work out between my mom and her boyfriend, so she decided to move to another state, which was 10 hours away, and I followed her. Sharon and I stopped communicating, but only for a short time. In the meantime, my mom gets married to a new guy and I have my baby boy. I miss my boyfriend, so I decided to move back to my home state and live with him and his family. I got back in contact with Sharon and it was like I hadn't left for six months. We hung out as usual until I got pregnant again with my baby girl. I didn't want to raise my two kids in my hometown and I wanted a better area to raise them in. I called my mom and the new husband to come get us and they drove the 10 hours to pack us up and take us back back to their house, leaving my boyfriend behind. Sharon and I stayed in touch, but that was the last time we had seen each other face to face. Over the years, I have three more children and got married to another man. She also had three kids of her own, all girls, but never ended up marrying anybody. She told me about the businesses and the houses that she owns, so I was glad that she was living a good life. Well, fast forward to the present day, and one day I get a text from Sharon stating she was getting kicked out of her house and had nowhere to go and she was asking if she could stay with me. Now, by this time, I had my own small business and only me, my husband, and my youngest son were all living together. My other three kids were in college and the other was about to graduate high school but just moved out of our home in the 11th grade. So I used his room as my home office. Since I had an extra room, I told her yes without talking it over with my husband. She told me it would be her, two of her daughters, ages 4 and 14, as well as a dog. I told her she will have to pay the water bill if she does stay and she said that she would do that. But when she finally got to my house, it just started going downhill from there. She told me she got kicked out of her house because the city had condemned her home, which is honestly a big red flag. I really didn't think much of it though at the time. After an hour of her being in my home, her four-year-old daughter proceeds to remove all of her clothing and run around my house while Sharon is sitting on the couch laughing. I instantly get upset and demand that she put some clothes on because I have two men 
again in the house. Her daughter continues to do this for a few more days until I yell at her to stop. Then the four-year-old starts putting objects in her bottom, if you know what I mean, which also disturbs me and I have to say something about it. And this is all on top of her daughter not being able to talk. I instantly want her out of my house, but I don't want the kids on the street. Every week my mom comes to my house so I can dog sit. She has to go to the office once a week and doesn't want her dog to be alone. This particular morning, my mom asks Sharon, so what kind of job are you looking for? She tells my mom she refuses to work. I looked at her like, whose house do you plan on staying in with no income? But I didn't say a word. I just left the house to do my normal routine. She told me that she had a small business as well as making natural soaps and scrubs and that it was very successful. I only opened my store on the weekends and told her she could put her stuff in there and sell them. She made only six soaps to put in the shop. When she was in the shop with me, Sharon would be on her phone the whole day and not try to sell anything or even try to get clients and would also bring her youngest daughter who would cry the entire time. I told her she was not allowed to come to the shop anymore and I took her products off my shelves. On top of the mess, she also wanted to add dreadlocks to her hair and I told her about my best friend who was also a beautician but lives about 30 minutes away. My friend told her that it would be $600 to do the style that she wanted and to set up a date and a time. At the same time, we find out that she has a rat's nest in her car and they literally chewed up the wires. So Sharon had to take the car to the dealership to get it repaired and the damages came up to about $3,000. Meanwhile, the water bill that she owes was coming up to about $100. Sharon comes up to me and says on Friday that she needs me to take her to get her hair done and that she'll have her friend pay the water bill. I told her, no, I'm not taking you. I have things to do and I'm not giving her any of my information, but she better have the money by Friday when it's due. She got mad and she proceeded to tell me that she doesn't have the money, which she clearly did if she's paying $600 to get her hair done and she had someone else paying it for her. Well, come to find out that she didn't have a dime to her name and she was literally on the phone panhandling money all day, telling people sob stories and lies to get them to send her money and that's how she got $600. She finally convinced my friend to come to my house to do her hair and she would give her the gas money. Before my friend left, she asked Sharon, well, do you like your hair? And she said yes. But as soon as my friend left, she starts to complain about her hair and wants her to drive all the way back to my house to redo it and starts taking her hair out. Now, at this point, I was completely fed up and I was ready for her to move out. She moved in my house in February and I served her an eviction notice in March that she had to be out of my house in June when the kids get out of school. The next three months were a living nightmare. The room that she was staying in was already furnished with a bed and a dresser and the room looked like she had been living there for years. It was so dirty and it smelled really bad. The room is right off my living room so I was embarrassed to have company over. She would leave her dog in the cage with urine and all sorts of droppings all over the place until my husband and I would yell at her about the smell. My husband even offered her a job and she refused to work. All she did was sit in the bedroom, ignore her kids and talk on the phone from the time she woke up until the time she went to sleep. In the meantime, her 14-year-old daughter is trying to tell her that she wants more time with her. She did leave a few weeks before she was to be evicted and she only left early because where I live, they only do bulk pickup once a year and the furniture in that room we were absolutely going to throw out. I didn't want to keep anything in that room after she left, especially the mattress we just got before she came in. We had to put the stuff on the curb two days before so the trash people would know what to collect. 
My husband had informed her two weeks before we were throwing it out. Now, in terms of the aftermath of this situation, she opened a funding account asking for money to move and then lied, which I didn't see until she moved out and found a diary that her 14-year-old daughter had left. The diary was the scariest because I found out that her daughter was obsessed with my 13-year-old son. Well, honestly, I'm glad that my son locks his doors when he sleeps at night. And from this experience, I will never let anyone else move into my home ever again. That honestly sounds like a nightmare. Here you are trying to open up your house to a high school friend, only to find out that this high school friend is an absolute deadbeat. Like Sharon sounds like an absolute leech. That must have been a nightmare to deal with. You literally tried out of the graciousness of your own heart to have her pick herself up and get her life going again. But instead, she takes advantage of your situation. She was refusing to work and she smelled awful. She was straight up just panhandling for money. All this horrible stuff over and over again. I mean, the first few days must have been a nightmare as you realized, oh no, I really do not want Sharon in my house. So on one hand, I think it's very kind and nice of you to want to open up your home to friends. But clearly, this is a lesson that maybe we shouldn't do that again in the future. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.